Hey, this is Beth from the Gun Blog Variety Cast reminding y'all that this podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the other great podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net. Get ready. You're about to enter the Renzo Republic. Welcome back to the one, the only Remso Republic broadcasting to you coast to coast from the one and only Commonwealth of Virginia. want to thank you again. By the time I'm recording this, we were top 100 for news and politics on the iTunes top charts once again. Appreciate that. Don't know how that'll last. One minute, we're at 75. I come back 10 minutes later, we're at 90. But long story short, we're on there for at least um, 7 to 12 hours. Thank you so much. We can only put so much into it, but because it's you guys downloading, sharing, getting involved with the show, we want to thank you so much. For uh, old and new listeners alike, go ahead and do me a quick favor. Follow me on Twitter at Remso101. That's R-E-M-S-O-101. Follow me there for all news and updates. Go ahead and follow Producer Ryan while you're at it. Show Producer Ryan. You can find him at Liberty Producer. Very simple. Also very cool. For new listeners, I've got kind of a mission we try and go with every episode. It's kind of cheesy, definitely a ripoff, not very original, but it gets to the point. I'm going to say it twice. We're trying to make freedom fun again. Let me say it again. Make freedom fun again. It's this whole philosophy that you do you, I do me, we don't use the government as a violent middleman, and we could be one giant happy American family. Seems simple, right? No, because obviously America's going the way it's going now, which is always turbulent. Um... There are a lot of things that we don't know about. Is there a Russia thing? Is CNN, you know, basically ISIS? Is Alex Jones apparently honest media? Lots of confusing times. I just found out the frogs are gay. But there are a lot of crazy things on in the world that I'm trying to make sense of. For those of you that have been hanging around for a while, you know that I've been a Republican since November, so instantly I'm a sellout amongst all my old LP friends. I think I might have a couple of Libertarian listeners left. Who knows? If you're out there, definitely tweet at me, say hi, so that way I can know that I'm not completely alone. But uh, I want to focus on the things in my life that I can control, that I can kind of comprehend, that I can understand, because, you know, the world is very confusing. We don't know what's happening tomorrow. God wills it, anything could happen. But I can bring on people that can help me make sense of the madness. I can bring on tour guides of life, if you can, to answer some basic questions that I can't really answer myself. And when it comes to being a Republican, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of new for me. For the most part, here in Northern Virginia, I'm saying this as a compliment, but a lot of Northern Virginia Republicans are boring. Uh, I say that as an absolute compliment because with the Libertarian Party of Virginia, it seemed like there was a tragedy and, uh, you know, crazy circumstance and conspiracy and scandal every other day of the week. And frankly, frankly, I don't need that desperate housewives type of life in my life. So I like seeing what's going on. I like seeing the pace that we're going on for the most part as a GOP. Uh, I, I'd like to say we're pushing for freedom. You know, if you want to go five miles and I want to go 10, I will fight like hell to help get you to five miles. And then we can negotiate where that freedom bus goes from there. But for the most part, at least with the Libertarian Party, I kind of knew where we were heading in terms of like that. You know, where, where's true north for freedom with the Republican Party? I think everyone says we're going the same direction, but sometimes it could be a little bit, you know, confusing. I've got 
let me see, neoconservatives, you got libertarians like me, you've got traditionalists, you've got populists, you've got moderates, you have the establishment type, and then you have the Tea Party type, and then you've got some who are just kind of there. And honestly, like when it comes to finding the identity of what is a Republican, is it the party of Lincoln? Is it the party of Coolidge? Is it the party of Reagan? Is it the party of Trump? Th- those are very honest questions that people who aren't even Republicans want to know because this is a very, you know, interesting time to be alive. I mean, I see history going around every day. So I found somebody who's going to hopefully pave the path to clarity. He's from the Republican Standard. You've read his work at Bearing Drift, the Jeffersoniad. If you're in Virginia, you've seen him basically everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Kenny. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. So, sir, basic question. Is the Republican Party a conservative party? I I feel (laughs) dumb having to ask, but I actually asked Steve Forbes that a couple months ago, and he yelled at me and called me fake news and said, that's only a question a journalist would ask. And I was like, I I was just curious. (laughs) It's a question a deep thinker would ask. And, and, And listen, the answer to your question Fundamentally is yes. The problem is, is, you know, you know, what are we about? And that's the question that we really haven't been able to answer. I mean, it used to be, you know, during the, the Buckley period that uh, we were anti-communist and our job was to go ahead and take out the Soviet Union. And then uh, during the Bush era, it was uh, Islamic fundamentalism and things of this nature, t- the war on terror, um, which we seem to have by and large uh, accomplished on the homeland, even if uh, our foreign policy uh, really hasn't uh, reflected uh, the best of American values. Um, if you look at the devastation in Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, etc., um, you know what really embraces conservative values today. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, conservatives really haven't had a big idea um, since the Laffer curve. I mean, you know, what's the most significant piece of domestic legislation that came out of the Bush era? Medicaid Part D, No Child Left Behind. That doesn't exactly wake up anybody in the morning. I don't care where you are on the spectrum, whether you're libertarian, conservative, maybe if you're a moderate, um, certainly not the folks that have been impacted by it. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think that the party fundamentally is conservative. I think that there's a certain resistance to the utopians, so to speak. Um, the question is, is how does it apply in 2017? And for that answer, I think we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're awful short right now. Definitely. And I mean, I understand that there's no if we believe in individualism, I have to understand that people will have different concepts of what a Republican is. Um, You know, we see that with how things are right now. I could go I could go ahead and get five Republicans together in a room and ask, how do you guys feel about the Department of Education? And I'm going to get five different answers. One guy will say, well, I'll just give out my example. I think it should be abolished like yesterday. Another person's going to say it's too big. Another guy might say, I think it does good. It just wastes too much money. And then I'll get like a John Kasich bro in there like, we need to expand it even more. And it just gets kind of awkward real fast because I understand that it's good to have a party that's not lockstep with each other. I'm, you know, when I worked with Congressman Tom Garrett, one of my worries was, is he going to just kowtow to whatever, you know, Trumpolini wants in his populist ways? I like President Trump, but sometimes he could do things that are stupid, like Obamacare light. And what did we see of the House Freedom Caucus? They said, no, we want an actual conservative solution. So I'm all for people having very unique individual perspectives, but is it important for at least a political party to have some type of, I'm going to feel, you know, filthy saying this, any type of centralization? 
Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is that, uh, you know, you talk about those five people in the room that you, we always forget about that sixth person that kind of walks back in. It's that sixth person that goes in and says, oh, you know, power to the masses and, uh, you know, each according to his ability and, and each according to his means and all that fun stuff. And that gets the other five looking at that guy like he's a lunatic. Um, yeah, I think who it was. I think it was Charlie Sykes who wrote for The New York Times. And the one thing that seems to unite the Republican Party at this point in time uh, are not conservative values, so to speak. There's no real long pole that unites the that, that, that kind of keeps everybody in the big tent. Um, but what does unite the party is anti-liberalism. It's like we know what we're against. And I think for, for a party that embraces conservative values, if we're truly trying to conserve liberty, if we're trying to conserve the Constitution, um, you know, putting uh, you know putting the people who want to change our understanding of America um, sort of on ice, I, I think is pretty fundamental, and I think that that's something that it's 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 important, and we tend to lose sight of that. And uh, you know, it's something that that thankfully, at least on the right, um, you know, we have. Whereas at least on the left, um, they don't have that tradition, so they're constantly looking for ways to sort of stir the pot. They just differ on how that pot needs to be stirred. That that kind of brings the question then is 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 knowing what you're against enough to keep people together because honestly like i can work with people if we're trying to blunt something we're trying to block something we're trying to prevent something or stop something but i want to be part of a party that's for something uh, i was part of the libertarian party when i was young and foolish because i thought i'm for x y and z i want to see a very limited government that's so small it can at least fit within the constitution and etc cetera, etc cetera. but I don't know what was the Republican Party for, other than what it's just against. Yeah, and that's and we're learning that very painfully right now, right? I mean, look at tax reform, look at health care reform, um, look at any number of things that the you know trade, look at any number of things that the Republican Party wants to accomplish. We have both houses of Congress, we have the White House, um, but we can't get any legislation passed because the Republican Party at the moment is not a a, a majority conservative party. We're conservative in principle. Um, but the way that that gets expressed gets expressed, as you stated, five different ways. And so being able to forge coalitions on the basis of things which we agree upon is very difficult. It's very difficult. It, it's uh, you know, that's the difference between politics, which can be comparatively easy um, versus governance, which is very, very difficult. And uh, for every vote that gets taken, I mean, compromise is a dirty word in, in uh, among our among our friends, so to speak. We don't like talking about compromise. But when it comes to governance, it's absolutely critical, and if we can't compromise among our friends, um, you know, best of luck compromising with the opposition. Definitely. Sir, we're going to keep this conversation going, but first we've got to hit our first commercial break. Before I do that, a quick word from one of our sponsors. Hey, if I could assign you a book, it's probably something about libertarianism because I've got no life and I'm a nerd. But hey, you've probably read that 13 million times. You've heard a rehashing or a retelling. It's 20 million different ways to package the same thing. I'm here to throw out something you could possibly give to a family member or friend, especially around the holiday season, because you're going to start thinking about that very, very soon when you've got to start counting the dollars and cents in the banks. So let me tell you, the new Patriot Manifesto by my friend Eli Bowman, he's a writer at the Libertarian Republic, great commentator, but what he's done is he's gone ahead and said, hey, what's the libertarian solution to the problems that millennials are having? How do they feel about the surveillance state? Do they really appreciate the gig economy? Do they understand why the second amendment is still a, you know, I'll use air quotes, a hip thing to worry about. It's things that the next generation, this generation, the millennials are worrying about, but 
he brings a liberty perspective to it. So go ahead and check it out. It comes out on Amazon.com on November 24th. You could find it on um, Facebook at The New Patriot Manifesto by Eli Bowman. It's The New Patriot Manifesto. Put it on your Christmas list and hope somebody gets it for you or get it for yourself because it's awesome. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Remsa Republic. We'll be back in a moment. Let's make freedom fun again. Join the Remso Republic on Patreon today. 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 Hey, that's pretty good. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Remso Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Hey everyone, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is Liberty. Each week we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. You can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty, rock and roll. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our Libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the show. We're continuing our conversation from earlier. Um, sir, I've got, I want to kind of nitpick for a second in case I haven't already been doing that. I, uh, I keep like very early on in the 2016 cycle. I think I let the fake news get to me and I had this giant overwhelming fear of the alt-right. And the more I kind of looked into it, I now see that they're just a bunch of trolls online that, you know, they're not really out, you know, burning down Berkeley for an example. They're just people that like Pepe memes and they kind of do their own thing. They stick to the internet. They're not a giant threat. And I try to look at the giant things that are, you know, 
they kind of scare me. Uh, am I going to be able to afford health care if we don't actually pass good health care reform? Are we actually going to be able to bring out taxes? Will the government do something stupid and try and come after my guns? I try and look after real things. Uh, the Antifa, one of those things. But when it comes to just things from within the Republican Party that kind of bother me, it's really things I don't understand. I've got rational fears, folks. It's true. But what I really don't understand are the Trump-era populists. Because I can't stand political sociopaths. And by that, I mean people that don't really know what they stand for. They just scream and shout and say, if you're against Trump, you're a terrorist. So if you could bring it down to like a Reader's Digest level, what what the heck is a populist? So a populist effectively is somebody who is uh, socially conservative and fiscally uh, moderate. Um, in the modern context, at least with the Trump administration, what you've seen is sort of the, the, the Obama-era coalition of the ascendant, uh, right? Over the last 20 years, you've seen jobs get shipped overseas. You've seen uh, factories shutter. Um, you've seen a whole class of Americans get left behind. And they were pretty much just told to suck it up. You know, I mean, the, the, the future is changing, and they're not a part of it. Um, that primarily is what is driving populist sentiment. And it's not just in the United States. If you look at England, you look at France, you look at Germany, you'll find the very same coalitions built there based on the same predication. Um, so, so it's really easy to go ahead and fob off populism as, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, you know, raging baby boomers on Facebook who, whose caps locks are stuck. Um, you know, that, that's a great caricature, but there are some very real, very legitimate concerns um, based on changing economies, uh, you know, Schumpeterian creative destruction, if you will, um, where the, 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 it's been more destructive than creative for their communities, and they're not entirely comfortable with that. The world has changed, and uh, they weren't brought along for that. And so that's a very real sentiment, and I think it's something that, you know, while we have these conversations about how best to move forward, it's just something to kind of bear in mind as we're talking to these guys not so much that, they, that, that I honestly believe that they, they truly believe that populism is the answer. It's just the set that's giving them the best answer at the moment. And so you know, our job, um, if you're in the liberty movement, if you're a conservative, libertarian, what have you, is to create a more compelling narrative. And that comes with time. It comes with repetition. Um, and it comes with good policies and good candidates that back those policies. And that's, a, that's an iterative process. It's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. And I think when it comes to just trying to understand the different factions within the GOP, I think the biggest learning curve for me has been accepting intellectual humility because, you know, I'm a libertarian. I think I'm a know-it-all sometimes. I honestly think for the most part, all my ideas are the right ones and people that don't agree with me are dumb. But the biggest thing that I did was I sat down with somebody who was a giant Trump supporter, never really involved in politics in his entire life until it became to Trump. And just talking to that guy, like often we want to paint people as caricatures. I, you know, I'll, I'll throw this out to the left. I've had some friends on the left who I never talk politics with because I'm afraid I'll, you know, damage those friendships. But honestly, understanding their worldview and how they see the issues around them. I think it's given me a wider perspective. And when it comes to a lot of these Trump era populists, I, I get it now. And I get that sometimes I need to not just necessarily shut my mouth, but I need to have more compassion, you know, libertarian utopia government's not involved in healthcare at all. It's going to be kind of cruel for me. Someone that's lived a very, you know, I will say for the most part, a very blessed life. I have two parents at home. Um, we have a house, we've got lots of, you know, pets and I, I've never really gone without things. I'm a very blessed person. 
I can't really go to a person that grew up, um, you know, lower middle class, maybe under the poverty line and has relied on things such as food stamps, WIC, Obamacare. It's going to be kind of cruel if I say, hey, man, you just got to deal with it. The free market will take care of you. And, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do because, you know, taxation is theft and all that stuff. Do you think there's a lack or do you think the Republican Party is good when it comes to intellectual humility? Uh, I, I, well, I, th- I think that there's a bit of a lack. I mean, look, I mean, conservatism has always been an intellectual movement. We're very proud of that fact. Um, we tend to believe that our ideas are right. The problem is, is that there's a very wide spectrum there, right? I mean, if conservatism is sort of the, the center axis of that, if you want more control from your state, then you're going to lean a little bit more towards populism. It's the whole you know, get the government out of my Medicare sort of uh, critique that's always made against Tea Party candidates and things of that nature. Um, on the other hand, if you're looking for decentralization, if you're looking to sort of bend the arc towards libertopia uh, and a little bit more towards individualist ethics, then you're actually you're going to be more on the libertarian side. And it's very difficult in an environment where you, you need 50 percent plus one to win elections to get that middle wedge of conservatives and bring along just enough libertarians and bring along just enough populists in order to make that case. You know, Ronald Reagan was able to do that. George Bush in 2000 and 2004 was able to do that with some degree of success. I think the second term of the Bush administration pretty much you know, fractured the GOP into you know, libertarian and uh, populist camps, and the Civil War has begun in earnest ever since. Um, but when it comes to sort of that, 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 that attempt for dialogue, that, that intellectual humility that you discussed, um, you know, it's a vital part. And, and for some reason, social media, which is meant to be a democratizing effect, really hasn't engaged those sorts of conversations yet. Um, but we're getting there, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're doing stuff like this. We're having those conversations. We're, you're, we're getting back to an era where, where content is actually starting to become king rather than uh, you know fake news in 140 characters. So I, I've got a bit of a Jeffersonian optimism about this. Um, I still believe in the innate goodness of human beings to go ahead and govern themselves rather than have the heavy hand of government do it for them. Um, you know, let's give freedom a chance. And, and when we have these conversations, try to look for the best parts of the argument rather than the worst. Definitely. Sir, we're going to cut to our commercial break a minute early. Folks, the conversation continues right after this. Hey, it's Jen Gray with the Leading Liberty Podcast, and you're listening to Remso Republic. Visit RemsoRepublic.com for all available content. Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers, <laughs> fucking whores, are out there. These They're... hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. It's them yelling at you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked to tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, you pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out PreussPodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, 
iTunes and Stitcher, such as the Alex Merced cast, with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics Why Not, a weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. Libertarian Comments is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Blogging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Well, hello again, America. It's me, Jeff Sessions. And I just thought that I would update you on what we in the Justice Department are doing for you. First off, we just passed a law that allows us to just have a little look-see, and you know, in Maryland, Virginia, and D.C., to ensure that the metro rail system is safe. Now, I know you're thinking this goes against not just the intent, but the actual wording of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, but that's only because you're reading it in English. You got to squint your eyes and look at it like an ancient Sumerian text in the super secret part of the Constitution that we don't let you public read. So until next time, America, we're going to keep you safe. Not free, safe. Because that's what really matters. segment kind of want to change pace sir so I've, I've been reading your stuff for a while especially when it comes to Virginia politics you're one of my favorite commentators here in the Commonwealth so I know that recently you launched a brand new project the Republican Standard I'm excited I think other people especially here in the Commonwealth should be excited too what's up with that so in Virginia, of course, we've got a number of different organizations that kind of do new media. Some of them kind of earn the reputation of bloggers. Others actually try to, to build themselves up in the journalism. And where I think that there's a middle space, and I think that's really not been fully fleshed out in Virginia, at least, is that we have a lot of thought leaders. We have a lot of policy analysts that, that really you know, don't get the chance to participate in digital media, that don't get the chance to get their ideas out into the public square. Um, and, and there are others as well that are actually involved in governance, that are actually taking the long view and looking at how, you know, how best we can arrive at a conservative you know, sort of ideal over the next 5, 10, 20 years. 
And that's really what the Republican standard is there to, to go ahead and represent. I mean, at the, at the, at the very most, it's, it's more about pointing back to the Democrats and pointing back to the opposition and saying, you know what, their ideas are the ideas that have been failing us for decades in Virginia. And of course, if you know I me, mean, we're, we're all inheritors of the Byrd organization in Virginia. It's been a very long regime of democratic governance in the Commonwealth. Um, it certainly hasn't been working for working class Virginians. And so to be able to go out there and take Republican solutions into the battlefield and say, here's an alternative that works. Here's an idea that we can actually capitalize on and actually let us demonstrate to you in the same way that Jack Kemp used to do it. Let's go ahead and take this back into our communities and actually show you how these things work and when they work and when we can show a better alternative for our values rather than the same tired old solutions the Democrats have been cramming down our throat. Maybe we'll have a better chance. There's a whole group of human beings in Virginia, whether it's activists, whether it's working families who don't even pay attention to politics, or whether it's guys like you and I, who are, or the listeners in, included, who are absolutely dedicated to that idea. Um, you know, we need it at home. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what we had in mind with the Republican standard. Very proud to have it. Very proud to see exactly how far we've come. Um, very pleased with it. Uh, Repu the RepublicanStandard.com is the, the website. Really encourage everybody to check it out, and uh, obviously, you know, feel free to give us your thoughts. We're always open for feedback. So, what what is the main difference between what you're doing now and what you did, like the Jeffersonian? Because it it kind of sounds very similar. It's a little similar, but it's a, it's it's a it's a lot different. Let's put it that way. The the similarities, of course, are tone. Uh, obviously, I have an editorial tone. Um, I'll carry that with me to the to 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 the new site. Um, but the difference between the Jeffersonian and what you see at the Republican Standard. Um, really, I think, is going to wrap around our Abed contributors. Um, these are individuals where, a little bit like the UK Economist, for those who are familiar with that publication, you do have pseudonymous uh, uh, contributors there that actually go ahead and once a week they write their op-ed. And these are fairly well-connected individuals um, that otherwise wouldn't be able to get their ideas and opinions out if they weren't writing under a pseudonym. And so that, I think, is the most exciting part of this site, and I think it's the most exciting part of the idea um, you know, some place where people can actually reach down and get solid uh, policy opinions and actually move the ball down the field from people that actually know what they're talking about. Uh, that, to me, is, is a unique perspective that we've been missing, and we, especially on the right. Um, and I think it's something that, that quite frankly, uh, is absolutely and desperately needed in Virginia's discourse today. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of what Eric Erickson originally tried to do with Red State, where people could open up their, uh, he called them diaries, the Red State diaries, and they could write under a different name. And they covered a large number of federal issues. So essentially, you've tried to kind of miniaturize that. So focus is primarily on policy within the Commonwealth. Is that an accurate description? If you want to think about it in terms of like a Red State's uh, original concept, in terms of uh, breadth and diversity, welded to a little bit more of like a like a conservative version of Slate or a Vox or maybe even Reason, um, you know, I think that's what we're stretching for right there. And, and quite frankly, it's uh, you know with the way we've been taking off of the last few days, uh, there's quite an audience for it. Perfect, sir. I think it's about time to wrap things up. You already kind of shot out how people could get to the Republican standard, but what's your pitch for people? Why should they give, you know, considering being a Republican, joining in this freedom movement as it stands right now going forward, what, what's your pitch for those folks on the fence? So there, there's a party out there that stands for free minds, free ideas, and a free society, and there's a party out there that stands for the precise opposite of that. And if you believe in free markets, if you believe in free minds, if you believe in individual liberty and self-reliance, uh, the Republican Party needs you to help shape its own future. It's not going to happen without you. 
It's a bigger boat than any other one that's out there. And quite frankly, as current events are displaying, there is a void of leadership. So your voice, your participation, your activism is most certainly welcome. And you will find allies within the GOP, I promise you. Sir, thank you so much for coming on the program. This was a great discussion. And best of luck to everything you're doing at the Republican Standard. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up another episode. Great stuff. I like coming out of an episode with more information, feeling more knowledgeable, more confident than when I'm going into it. And I'm just like, wow, I actually don't know what the right answer to this is. And I hope, hopefully, you get kind of the same response. So do me a quick favor. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Give us a rating and review. It helps us trend as we've been doing recently. How could, how could just two brothers... And a makeshift studio, go ahead and hit top 100 in the country. I mean, that's insane. We don't have that freaking NPR money. If the Koch brothers are listening, we could use some cash. But overall, it's because of your feedback. It's because of your engagement. You like the ideas, but you love the content. Because hopefully what you're getting is something that's honest and fun in the process. As always, follow the show on on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Go ahead, um, you know, leave us that rating and review. As I said, go ahead and check out www.remsorepublic.com slash podcast if you can't find the network or platform as your choice. And we'll be back next week. So as always, be good to your neighbor. Go treat yourself. And tune in next week, America. I'm Remso W. Martinez. Good night. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?